This is the Bounty Hunt Podcast. Bounty Hunters, we don't need that scum. A UTV Patreon exclusive featuring Star Wars news and discussion beyond the expanded universe. I have never met a Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. And now, it's time to collect those credits. As you will. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Hello there. I did it! I said the thing! Welcome to Bounty Hunt, everyone, a Utini Network podcast where we hunt down all the extra content in the Star Wars universe. I am your host, Eric Eilerson, and joining me on this week's hunt are a few of my lovely friends, two in person, one virtual. Let's start off with the guys that are here, Dr. Corey Helton. Hey, man, it's uh, it's Kenobi week. It's the end of it Kenobi week. It is Kenobi week, the end of Kenobi week. Not for us, though. Yeah, as we're recording, the, not, not yet. Yes, yes, for you as guys. we're recording. Yep, for everyone out there. End of Kenobi week. Uh, man, I hope it was a good show. Otherwise, this is going to feel kind of weird. <laughs> It'll feel real weird, uh, but it never feels weird because I always feel safe and secure and whole when I'm talking to Wes Jenkins. Hello, everybody. Um, I tried to do a, a video um, describing my reactions to uh, Kenobi. But um, it didn't upload, so I'm glad that we're doing this live so we can talk about it Ad instead of I. seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. Of course, no Kenobi show would be full without Dr. Charles Hankel. We'll see him in a minute. But this is a preview show of sorts. Uh, in honor of our week of Obi-Wan content, we are giving a little preview episode of Bounty Hunt because when you are watching this, it will be less than a week before the Obi-Wan Kenobi television series drops. Gentlemen, how are we feeling about that being our thing that's going to be in our lives? <laughs> uh, pretty nuts, honestly. Pretty nuts. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's really no other way to describe it. No. Um, you know, we miss a... We kind of planned on doing sort of an odd type of episode, and we all misunderstood. I think all three of us had a different idea of what this was going to be. <laughs> we did. But I recorded a video earlier to, like, say what, what I was thinking. And, and, like, the only thing that I keep saying that I keep coming back to is, uh, like, it's just so insane that this show even exists. Like, this mm-hmm. has been – it has mm-hmm. been weirdly easier to manage my expectations about this particular show than it has, I think, any other Star Wars project that has come out, like, ever for me. I don't know why. It's like wow. – I, I just have such a a positive mindset and open mind about what this show is going to be that, like, I don't even care. <laughs> I'm, yeah. just so, I'm just yeah. so happy that we're here, you know? Yeah, it's been wonderful this week, especially. We've been seeing a lot of the press tour stuff of like Ewan and Hayden and Moses uh, going through. Yeah. yeah. And my gosh, the the freaking joy that just radiates off of them! Like, I can't imagine yeah. how much fun they had making this. Yeah. Yeah, and I've seen Hayden go on like quite a few podcasts to kind of hype it up a little bit. And I mean, the actors in the show. This we're getting a movie. It's what this is. Yes. I right. I think like. Overall, this is a movie that we're getting. We're kind of they're helping us like curb our our expectations or curb our enthusiasm for the movies that they said that's going to come out, and they kind of backtracked a little bit. So that we get we get this movie, and what we forty five minutes long, thirty minutes long? Do we even know? We don't know uh, yet. Hour? Don't know I'm yet. guessing yeah. they're going to be probably around like forty ish minutes a piece because there's six episodes total. We're getting the first two this coming week, as of you all watching this at celebration. Um, we'll be up at midnight watching two episodes and then trying to get three hours of sleep before going back to celebration the next day. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a six-part miniseries. Kind of like I guess it's gonna be mm-hmm. like Moon Knight esque. I would assume as far as like mm-hmm. length goes. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, I'm thrilled. Yeah. I, it is very surreal and it's been so wonderful hearing, especially Hayden and Ewan talk about the love they've experienced, even the last year of realizing as two men who aren't really on the social internet all that often, like seeing <clears throat> folks in like our generations and folks that really love the prequels being like, no, no, we're so glad that you are here. And they're just very much kind of like reinfused with the love of Star Wars. And I saw one cool thing that I want to say, and then I want to hear uh, Charles's reactions. I saw a, a point that Hayden Christensen is 41 years old, which means that <laughs> Vader was born 41 years BBY. So if Vader hadn't gotten burned and Anakin hadn't turned, what Hayden Christensen looks like oh my this God. year is what Vader looks like in A New Hope. Holy crap. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's Anakin. That's... Oh, man. I have very mixed feelings about that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, so we're starting with that emotions. Of... So speaking in real life, I think yeah. Hayden hasn't done it quite as well as Ralph Macchio, but he's he's pretty close. Yeah. He's pretty close. Good looking dude. It's uh, <laughs> It's wonderful to see them. Now, when we were thinking about this episode, unfortunately, as you see, Dr. Charles Hankel, the number one Obi-Wan fan of Utini, could not be here, but we did give him a couple questions, and we have a video of his. We're going to watch that, hear what Charles thinks about his upcoming favorite show. I'm just going to say it. It's going to be Charles's favorite show with his favorite <laughs> character, and then we're going to go from there. So, Charles, take it away and tell us what you're thinking about Obi-Wan. Hey, guys. It's Charles here. I'm sitting here with my dear, close personal friend who I spend much time with, Ewan McGregor. You may recognize Ewan from his upcoming series, Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney+. Plus, and that, of course, is why we're doing this Bounty Hunt episode. It's why we're here to celebrate today. Ewan, thanks for joining me. Would you look at that? We did, we did the thing again. We, we did the thing where we wear the same robes. Just classic. Charles and Ewan. Ewan, we got a few questions here from the boys, and uh, we're going to try and answer those, and they're related to your upcoming series. So question number one, what piece of footage that we've seen has you the most excited? You know, for some reason for me, that shot of Obi-Wan spinning around towards the camera and, and pointing that blaster, that has me really excited. And I think the reason for that is we're going to see Obi-Wan operating with just this entire new set of rules. Presumably, he's going to have to go about things in a different way than he, than he used to when he was a full-fledged member of the Jedi Order and he had people to back him up. He can't do that this time around. So we're going to have to see how he operates without the Order. And the Order is so central to the character of Obi-Wan. It's incredibly interesting to me to see what he's going to be like without that. Now, Ewan, what's, what's your favorite bit of footage that's been released? That's, that's a great choice, too. That's a really good choice, too. It's not, it's not as good as mine is, though. Don't look at me like that. Mine was better. All right, question two here. How are you going to be watching the first episode? Staying up late, getting up early, I will say for myself, I'm under some pretty unique circumstances. I'm actually going to be working a 24-hour shift that ends at 7 a.m. And so at about 4 a.m., I believe, that's when the episode is going to drop. So it's going to be the last few hours of my shift. And I have to decide, 
do I chance watching this the second it drops? If, if something goes down and it pulls me away, am I going to be able to step away? Am I going to be able to do that? If I don't do my job, people could die. People might die. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Now, I'm still here with practically my brother, Ewan McGregor. Ewan, how will you be watching? What do you, what do you mean you don't subscribe to Disney Plus? All right, third question, final question. Even though we're managing expectations, what's your number one hope that we see? I'm going to keep my expectations low. I'm going to keep them managed like we're supposed to do. I'm actually going to say something that I think we'll absolutely see. I, I can't foresee an Obi-Wan Kenobi series where we don't see this. And yet, I still know, even though it's going to happen, it's going to destroy me. Okay, And that thing is... Obi-Wan igniting his lightsaber again for the first time. It has to happen, right? We presume he's going to be fighting Inquisitors. He's going to need a weapon fit for fighting Inquisitors. Look at the imagery that we got in The Force Awakens, specifically when, for instance, we see Rey igniting that legacy saber out in the snow against Kylo. It's powerful stuff. And I think that is a moment that is just going to wreck me. Now, I, I'm actually still here with my actual, literal blood relative, Ewan McGregor. Ewan, since you know everything that happens, do you have any hints of what's yet to come? All right, keep your secrets. Loose lips sink ships, as it were. Okay, guys, that's it for me. In all seriousness, I cannot wait for this series. I'm incredibly excited. I think it's going to blow us away. While I'm trying to manage my expectations, I think this is going to be my personal favorite Star Wars project, maybe of all time. And I have a feeling that my good, close, personal friend, Ewan McGregor, just might feel the same. Doing all right there, buddy? Back to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> No notes. No notes. Spectacular. Um, Charles never disappoints, believe, man. Never disappoints. I can't believe it took us this long to get you in on the show, but I'm so glad we did. Um, yep. After living in Charles's closet for so many years. Uh, <laughs> I think we should put that in, as the title on the video to make get some views, <laughs> right? Exclusive interview. Excl with <laughs> <Craig>. <laughs> oh, it's... I mean, Charles's love for Obi-Wan is so chronicled. And, buddy, I am, I am so thrilled that... I mean, we're all getting this, but really, you're getting this. I mean, this is your dude, mm. and the the passion, the fashion, it all bleeds through. <laughs> Wonderful choices there. And uh, let's go through Charles's questions as well. So starting off with the first one that he said, uh, what piece of footage that we've seen in the two trailers thus far, I don't think we're going to get any new ones during Kenobi week. Uh, I think we got our teaser, we got our trailer. I think that's all we need, let's be real. Yeah, um, sure. What piece yeah. of footage has you the most excited? Uh, I have an easy answer for this. The uh, cyberpunk planet that uh, I forget what it's called. Yes. Uh, oh, I do too, but I'm, I'm going to look it up. I forget I what it's know. called, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I am so excited for this this planet to be featured. Like, I have been, uh, I've been dreaming about this whole underworld, 
like thing ever since Attack of the Clones, man. Because we got that that I love those scenes. Like, kind of run, you only see it for a second, right? Where you're running through the streets yeah. and all the sound Die effects, you. And the neon, the D-I-Y-Y-U. neon sign, the neon you know? sign in Arabesh, yeah. like yeah. big Arabesh it's letters. So cool. And this Die this looks you. like that, and I'm like so jack for this. Like this is a uh, this really opens the door for a lot of cool stuff to happen on this planet. So so yeah. excited, so excited for that. I liked how at the beginning of when this show was announced, we're like, well. I mean, he can't leave Tatooine, right? Because he has this mission. The second they show us his planet, we're like, oh, hell yeah, this is awesome. Never mind. That's <laughs> it's like Here's four different planets in the trailer. I know, seriously. That's cool. That's all right. That's what's about you. I couldn't, I couldn't pick a certain scene that I wanted to see, but like, I, I rewatched the trailers today, and the, all the music from the prequels is back in. Yes. And that like really got me going. I was like, oh, man, if they have some of like, uh, some of the music from the prequels in this actual show, or they like spice it up a little bit and change it. I'm yeah. totally down for that. Do they change Obi-Wan's theme just a hair or they leave it the exact same? I mean, that's going to be super cool to see. Yeah. The story of the music has been amazing because John Williams, you know, famously never wrote an official Obi-Wan theme in the OT. So he came back like in solo. He came back to write the Obi-Wan theme. I'm sure we'll get in the credits. And then Natalie Holt, who did the Loki score, she's doing the rest of it. And I think she's yeah. definitely going to be Ooh. incorporating all those little like I feel like all the all the composers that aren't John Williams that have come into Star Wars do a really great job at like for sure homages. And I mean, the, the, the second- homage is what I really appreciate. That's very that's very creative. And it's also very like individualistic of themselves to try yeah. to do something yeah. new. I mean, imagine, imagine if you will, we've seen the concept art. This is going to be a later question, but I'm saying it here. Imagine <laughs> we get that concept art of like Vader and Obi-Wan fighting, right? We saw that early on when they announced this show that we might get a, something like that. Imagine if there's a little bit of battle, the heroes that comes in yeah, dude. as Obi-Wan and Vader fight. And I'd be like, Whew, okay. Anyway, managing expectations, failing, failing, <laughs> failing. Um, what about you, Eric? Um, for me, I, I'm I'm going a, a different direction on all this because I love all those things. Uh, Charles's um, footage ideas, I, I think, are really good as well. I really loved the back and forth that we see between Ewan and Owen Lars. The uh, mm-hmm. um, oh, like you trained yeah. his father. Like I think seeing the two of them is is going to be really interesting. Like how do we get to you know that it's just a cranky old man, it's a crazy old man. In New Hope, how does that happen? Because we get Obi-Wan giving him Luke, and then we get to that. So their relationship just has Mm -hmm. to be really kind of strained. And I really loved the fact that we got the line in the trailer of Obi-Wan being like, Luke Luke must be trained. Because in A New Hope, that seems so antithetical at the beginning. Like, he's not really interested until, obviously, Owen and Beru die. Yeah. So I I want to see Owen and... Obi-Wan really go at it over Luke's well-being. I think that'll be really yeah. heartbreaking, yeah. frankly. Uh, Owen's being an adult right there. Yeah. He's protecting he's protecting his child in a sense. So it's yeah. it's cool to see cuz he you see him as a grown-up and see yeah. him as taking like responsibility. So you're right. Yeah. I've I've seen Owen so far as like a cranky man. I've seen him as kind of a nothing <laughs> character and I've seen him as a charred corpse. So I think it'll be really interesting <laughs> To see him as a good father Luke doesn't figure. even cry in the original trilogy. He's just like, huh. I will go it's to like, Alderaan. It's like anime. He, go, he looks off and he goes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He's like, look away. Yeah, that's all he does. Yeah. I know. Literally, your only parental figures you've ever known for 16 years are charred to a crisp. An hour later, you're like, I got stiffed for my speeder. 
<laughs> like, bro, you've had bigger problems today. Oh man. Uh, but yeah, all that stuff with with Owen and Brew and you and I, I, I call him Ewan because I think it's it's those characters are so linked. Ewan and Obi Wan, I think, are one and the same yeah, so much. For sure. Yeah. And because we just saw him talk to Charles, that's why I'm confused. Uh, <laughs> I'm a, now- I'm a, I'm also really <laughs> excited to get anything with 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 Hayden. Like like we know he's in the Darth Vader suit. Like at some yeah. point. But there is, uh, I mean, Hayden's a good-looking dude, man. There's, like, oh, a lot of opportunity for flashbacks. I really hope we get mm-hmm. just, I want to see Hayden's face, like, yeah. like whether they do, like, a younger man flashback or, like, a maybe maybe there's, like, a vision of an alternative history in which he was with Padme. Like, Bro. I don't know, man. There's a lot of opportunity there. I really hope we get Hayden's face because I have to say, like, the way that this has been marketed is mm-hmm. very much like in line with the Utini brand, right? Like it's like it, there's been a lot of talk about like the fans when the prequels came out were pretty toxic towards those mm-hmm. films. Like and and to hear both Ewan and Hayden say things like that in interviews and then go on to see their attitude change of like, but then we saw that those films were not for all these toxic people that yelled, you know, in the early days of the internet being a thing then basically mm-hmm. like the kids that grew up with that. Now they love this and they love us. And to feel that, that sort of uh, recognition that they deserved uh, yeah. is, is really encouraging. Mm-hmm. And like, it, it fits very much with the Utini brand of like, choose to be positive, find the things you like and you love. And like, because this has just been evidence. We've seen it over and over again. We've seen it with Kelly Marie Tran. We've seen it with, um, you know, even the, even the newer guys like, uh, mm-hmm. um, John Boyega and Daisy mm-hmm. Ridley. We've seen the way that they talk about the toxicity in the fandom and to see that this goes all the way back to even the prequels to see Hayden and, and Ewan to get the sort of, I don't know, rise to like the the rejuvenation i guess in the fandom is so so utterly encouraging and stands for everything that i believe in like as being a star wars fan and uh i i hope we we get sort of the reward for that which would be for me to see hayden's face on uh on screen i think in some capacity yeah agreed and i think it's such a beautiful moment that this is kind of what the what celebration is based around this year right because i mean last celebration it was the episode nine star celebration that was the main thing Mm -hmm. this celebration even though all the panels are kind of about future shows and future things like that kenobi is dropping Mm -hmm. during it so the vibe is definitely all about prequel renaissance love of where we came from and the present is now reflecting that and i think that feeling is going to surround it so much. And I agree completely, Corey, that they're really pitching this as Ewan and Hayden as almost co-leads. I don't think it's going to be, like, I don't think it's going to be half a Vader show, don't get me wrong. But I do think it's going to be pretty distinct that, like, we're going to get a good amount of screen time with him. I agree. I want to see his face. I think that an Anakin-Obi-Wan flashback in the Clone Wars in the the Mm -hmm. live-action armor would be amazing, Um, which I know is, like, we're we're gonna we're gonna come back to how we're gonna watch it practically, but I want I do want to talk now more about our hopes because I think that for me that's it. My one hope is that flashback, which again Star Wars doesn't do a whole lot up until like Book of Boba Fett. We hadn't yeah. really dealt with a lot with flashbacks. It's a lot of in the present moment and it's expositional flashbacks. Like we oh mm-hmm. the Clone Wars it will come in conversation. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think if they use that correctly, maybe as Obi Wan's meditating, he likes to do that. 
We know we got a lot of that. Yeah. If he's meditating on his past after seeing Vader and remembering Anakin, his brother, in the Clone Wars, I would love that. And then I would also love, and if we get more meditations, I mean, a little Qui-Gon would be great, right? Yeah. I mean, come fantastic. on, just a little bit. Just a little yeah, voiceover. I didn't even think about that. I do think it's uh, I do think it's very interesting how much Hayden has been on the marketing trail with yes. with the cast. I mean, they're treating him as if he's a main character, like you say, like a co a co character. So, like, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe we are going to get that story. Maybe that is maybe that is they've hidden it all in the trailers because they don't want that mm-hmm. big reveal. But maybe Vader is going to be much more involved in the whole Inquisitor story than it seems like, right? So, yeah, I mean that that is certainly ripe for the uh, ripe for the storytelling for sure. Yeah. So you- think that would be involved in the very early beginning just to let Maybe. the inquisitors know give them the plan ahead yeah, yeah. of time yeah right so he yeah. just decided the plan and then he laid it out for the inquisitors but yeah. i don't know yeah, yeah Some, curve. something else i've been thinking about a little bit too is like how do they you know i've i had this idea in my head about like does star wars have any sort of precedent established to show like kind of a force ghost of somebody that's still alive. Like it's kind of weird thought, right? Like, like could mm-hmm. Obi-Wan talk to Anakin in some kind of force way? And the, I, oh. I was like, I don't think that's ever been established. Like somebody alive that you can yeah, talk like to, a but, well, but force a projection. force projection in Star Wars Rebels, uh, Kanan talks to the guy who became the Inquisitor, right? And he's still alive right. at the time. So, and that's like a, it's a force right. vision projection thing. So I'm like, visions are wild, maybe? man. You can do a lot with force vision. <laughs> I know. I'm like, that would be really cool to see something of like, this is what Anakin could have been or something along yeah. this line. So like, I mean, we've been, uh, Brotherhood came out like uh, in the past couple weeks here mm-hmm. and um, I've been reading that and that's like, that that book has really been some of the gap between episode two and three that I've really always wanted about Anakin's mm-hmm. thoughts and what he was like and... Uh, that sort of thing. So I, I would love to get something like that. I mean, if if I had to if I had to have like a wish list of things, like some kind of what if type of situation, even mm-hmm. if it's just like a two minute vision or something like that, would be I would feel very rewarded by that. I think. Yeah, and and I think we, I mean we we've mentioned them now in relation to other things, but I think another huge part of the show obviously is going to be the Inquisitors. I think that. Taking mm-hmm. these characters that started out in animation in Rebels and then made their way to Jedi Fallen Order in the video games and now coming into live action. And, of course, they've been in the comics as well. I think it's been really cool to see this piece of Star Wars lore now kind of encompass every part of Star Wars. I think that and it's going to be really important to establish them as credible threats early on in the show because if Obi-Wan is running and they're chasing after him i think that like showing the people that are hanging in the trailer remember that like that person that's literally hanging yeah, in the town dark. square yeah reva yeah. is like showing her lightsaber to everybody i think that there's going to be a lot of that and i think bringing vader in early as the head of the inquisitors i think is really would really help that but all of the visuals of like fortress inquisitorious and the grand inquisitor and like i think that's also going to be really cool and is going to introduce folks like a lot of folks that watch the show probably have not seen inquisitors before so yep. I think it's going to mm-hmm. be awesome to introduce them to, oh, yeah, they're not Sith, but Vader has an army of red-bladed hunters yeah. that he can basically yeah. kill whenever he wants. Yeah. yeah and- it's like a it's, – it's a really smart company – company structure that they've done mm-hmm. so you have so vader's not going to go out <clears throat> and and find all these force sensitive children or ford sensitive kids he's got to have his middle management go out and do that yeah, yeah so exactly. that's but it's a it's a smart structure that they've created within storytelling 
to where they it has to be introduced. So yeah. in order to find all these force sensitive beings to finally rid the planet of the Jedi, mm-hmm. then you have to have somebody go out and find those people. You can't just like hire bounty hunters because we've yeah. seen how that kind of works out. Yeah. So you need yeah. somebody else that is powerful, but not ultimately powerful as a Sith yeah. or a Jedi. So it's a very smart storytelling technique, I think. Yeah. This uh, it, this 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 also might be a really good introduction into Rebels for a lot of people too. I was thinking. Yeah, for like, sure. I feel like I feel like Mandalorian yeah. got a whole lot of people to go back and watch Clone Wars. So like, yep. but like yeah. we haven't yet had the project that has been like like I've not a lot of people have been asking me a lot about Clone Wars, you know, in my live coworkers and stuff, mm-hmm. right? But like not many people ask about Rebels, I feel like. So yeah. I feel like this could be the you know, who are these scary Sith people? Oh, like, well, there's a you know, a whole established lore in this other cartoon series yep. that, you know, if you like Clone Wars, you should probably check out. So, you know, and I feel like I feel like Rebels is a little bit more digestible and has mm-hmm. a maybe a better payoff than Clone Wars has just because the story yeah. and completion of that story is so utterly rich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a more singular storyline. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's a really incredible show that brings all this in. And obviously, you have, you know, not spo- if you haven't seen Rebels, I don't want to spoil anything, but there are some things in Mandalorian that pay off in there. Some things in Obi-Wan that I'm sure pay off in that show in a way. And and I guess that makes me want to ask you guys, Obi-Wan Kenobi is is a character obviously that we all love. Is he's getting his entire show. It's the, one of the first character-centric shows of a previously established character. But he started off just as like Alec Guinness in episode 4, being the wise and old man to help the main hero on his way, but he has endured as a Force ghost, he endured then in the prequels. He's endured in comics. He's in Clone Wars. Like, what is it about Obi-Wan that literally has, seems to have united every Star Wars fan in existence when we kind of mm. thought that was impossible? Like, why has this show seemed to be the glue we've needed for the last five years? I think that Obi-Wan is the, like, original original guide that is like such a critical part of the Joseph Campbell hero's journey storytelling method. Mm-hmm. Right. And Obi-Wan was that character in the original trilogy, right? He was the guide, the mentor that, that showed him the way. And like, I think we established mm-hmm. the character with such a rich history. Like he's quiet. I mean, he doesn't have a lot to say. I mean, he has a lot yeah. of lines, but like, he's very vague. He's like, oh yeah, I fought with your father in the Clone Wars. And that's insane to me that we got an entire TV show from that one line. Yeah, that's right. insane to me. Uh-huh. But like, he's just that sort of mysterious, you know, old wizard out in the desert is how we were introduced to him. So the fact that we got to see him be a critical part of the storytelling for the prequels, but yet still not necessarily the main character is very right. interesting, right? So I think it's just like he's always sort of been that 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 guy who's critical a critical part of the saga, but is also not like the main character, I guess. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, they, he was just such the perfect Jedi, and I mean, he survived Order sixty six. I mean, he just has he has a really rich history with the saga. I think all the way through, and maybe maybe even. You can maybe even argue partially to blame for the way that things turned out the way they did, right? Sure. So like he and he he acknowledges that and feels like you know he was he talks about how I failed him, you know he turned against right. me and I if I failed him, so yeah, I don't know. I mean that's the first time we saw a Jedi, right? It's the first time mm-hmm. we've seen a lightsaber. It's yeah. he right. he helps the story flow from A to B. Yeah, he, he helps it and because he's such a he's such an astute to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so in helping push Luke to be a Jedi, I mean, who else would have been there to Luke wouldn't have figured it out on his own. He might've figured out, you know, how to 
make a whole bunch of money by shooting womp rats or something <laughs> and by gambling that way. But he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have become a Jedi himself. So right. he has, he helps push that story, um, you know, up until episode or episode up until, um, yeah, episode 100 that we hope we get in star Wars when we long dead and gone. <laughs> I, I think it's so interesting with Obi-Wan because, you know, as, as you guys said, the mentor thing is so key, right? As he, like you said, Wes, he was the first one that taught every kid who watched Star Wars, this is what a Jedi is. Here you go. And brought us all in. Then we got to see him younger. <clears throat> we got to see him try to be a mentor. He was, if we were, if, if Anakin was the audience, right? We, we That's that character we establish. Obi-Wan is still our mentor in the prequels. Mm-hmm. And I think we still see him as that way. But I think this show especially is going to be interesting because it's going to show the Obi-Wan that has lost everything before he kind of recenters himself. Yeah. Because by episode four, he's centered back. He's He knows who he is. He's watching Luke. He kind of has his mission. But here, fresh off, somewhat fresh off, it's a little while after Revenge of the Sith, he's lost Anakin. In the Clone Wars, again, no spoilers if you haven't watched it, he loses a lot of love there as well. He loses a lot of people that he cares about. And now, as, as Charles said, he has lost the order. He has lost his structure. He has lost literally everything. And I think that's a, kind of a popular thing in media now in 2022. We want to see the people that we see that we assume have it all together kind of crack and crumble a little bit. We want to see them when they're struggling because we all struggle. And I think if I see Obi-Wan dealing with loss and dealing with confusion and dealing with not knowing what to do and losing his brother and all these kind of things... I think it'll be like, okay, he's going to be even more relatable to us while still being that heroic figure, like you said, Charlie, in the Joseph Campbell mythos. So I think this show has a really interesting potential to make a character that is already universally beloved, possibly even more lauded yeah. in the history of yeah. Star Wars, if that's possible. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a I have kind of an interesting follow-up question to that, I think, is like, uh, I feel like this is so utterly important to all of us here because of our age and how we grew up with Star Wars and our first, you know, exposure to Star Wars and Obi-Wan being such a critical part of that. Like, so this feels incredibly important to us, I think, that the, that this even exists. And that's why it's such yeah. an honor to even be here to watch this. I mean, but I, I do have a question. I, I wonder if if this is sort of the final chapter of the character of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like I think so. ever, ever like, is this it? I mean, outside of, you know, maybe some small book projects here and there, like brotherhood or things that tell stories of clone wars and things like that. But do you think this is it? This is the end of, of Obi-Wan's and Ewan's and Anakin's and Hayden's. Is this the end of, end of their story in the Skywalker saga? I, th- I think, I think so. it is. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you put, you get these guys together and the, it's a, it's almost a perfect age um, and I mean, you can't, I don't think you can do something after this or have a story before this telling yeah. some kind of thing during like episode three or two, but, um, this is the perfect age for them to get to where they are. Like, like you were saying, Eric, I mean, he fits perfectly and Anakin does, um, in Hayden. So there's no, I don't think there's anything after this that we can hash out unless there's a new story that they're going to introduce that would just contradict everything that we've seen from episode one through six. Yeah. I I think that, you know, with Obi-Wan, the fact that we're getting so much content of him, which is great. I mean, it's why we have Kenobi week in the first place. He does have so much to go off of. 
But with with the Padawan novel later this summer, we're gonna get his younger years. We already got like Master and Apprentice, which is pre Phantom Menace. We got him in Phantom Menace. Then we got uh, a little bit of time with him in kind of learning to be a mentor. That happens in some comics with him and Anakin. And then we have Attack of the Clones, the entire Clone Wars series, Revenge of the Sith. Now this series, and then he dies in Episode yeah. Four, and then he's a Force Ghost. I think that like mm-hmm. we kind of hit every major thing. And I think you make a great point, Wes, that because they're all the perfect age, Ewan and Hayden didn't have to come back to do this. Yeah. They like they didn't they they got money. They are have projects, and like you said, Corey earlier, they had a really hard time. Yeah, when they last, I were can't here. believe I can't believe they agreed to do it. I'm not sure that I would have agreed right. to come back after the treatment. And I think that's why. I again, we haven't seen the emails or the call logs or whatever, but I think there had to be an element of hey, it's Kathy Kennedy. You and Hayden, do you want to be part of the final chapter of these character relationship? Yeah. And let's do it. Yeah. Six episodes with one of the best directors the Mandalorian had when Deborah Chow. Here's mm-hmm. the scripts. You like them well enough? Yeah. Great. Let's do it. And then we're, I think, I think we're good. I think now, That's, I mean, we got the Mandalorian a... and Andor and Ahsoka. Like, we have all these things going forward. Let's end it. That yeah. is a, uh, that's, that's a weirdly profound thought to me that, that we have grown up with this character um, and there's not maybe that much more story to even be able to tell, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there are some small gaps, I feel like, in the story and they could maybe pull, you know, you and into the Ahsoka story somehow, perhaps, but yeah. I, I just, it just doesn't really seem like there's that much left, which is, it's weird to me that that this is a character that we grew up with, Um like with Phantom Menace and 99, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, mm-hmm. you know, here we are getting a TV show and this is kind of like the final story and this is very likely the last story we'll ever see with these characters, like in a in a large way, you know, in a, yeah. in a film or in a TV show, yeah. like I feel yeah. like. And like that is weirdly powerful. It's like we didn't even, we don't even deserve to get these six episodes that we got, but the fact that we're getting them and it, it feels like it's going to be a very satisfying conclusion to, you know, incredibly important characters that like I just never thought that we would ever get. I think that's why I'm just like I don't feel like I have to manage my expectations with this. I'm just so grateful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so yeah. grateful. Like it just yeah. feels like it's like witnessing a witnessing like a you know like an artist that's come out of retirement to do one final thing. That's how it feels yeah. to me, right? Like I mean it, it is like when when Harrison and Mark and Carrie came back for the sequel trilogy. I mean that trailer yeah. the Chewie were home moment was like a religious experience. It was it like, was. oh my I know. god! I remember that. I remember and, that. And this is more than that. This is not a couple. Like, I it's different had, like, for us because roles. these, these, yeah. this was our Han Solo. You know what I mean? Yes. Like you and McGregor like, specifically. Yes, was yeah. our Han Solo. I mean, he's been there since we were introduced to Star Wars. So it just yeah. feels so utterly important mm-hmm. to me. And it's just, yeah. I don't know. It's wild. I think if they wanted to continue the story with you and McGregor, it would have to be. I was thinking about this. Like it would be, a, you could do a Force Ghost. You could, you could be a the yeah. Force Ghost talking to Luke throughout, you know, episode five and episode six. But then that would, that would go over um, Alec Guinness's voice because we have Alec Guinness as episode True. four through six. So yep. the only True. way we would get something like that is probably through a book or a comic. Yeah. Um, but not actually Ewan McGregor's voice. Yeah. So I think this has to be like as we're watching it, and uh, and I know like, so I'm assuming. The, the, the second part we asked Charles about. So, for context, Corey and myself will be staying with a few other UTD members at a certain house. Wes, you're staying in a separate place. I'm mm. assuming 
Corey, our crew will be staying up and because on Pacific t time it's only midnight. It's only midnight. <clears throat> um, we'll be watching the first two probably when they drop. The, the hype will be too large. Wes, will you be doing the same? Absolutely. Okay. I will be. I will be <laughs> watching and whether the two idiots that I'm staying with are going to be asleep or not. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> to be to be clear, Eric, I specifically don't want to do that, but I think we're going to have to do that. Um, like, yeah. It'll be too because the volume's gonna be too, too high. I know. You're gonna be in your room with the door closed. Exactly. And you're gonna hear it. So. I would. I would much rather just be like, listen, let's let's wind down on Friday night or whatever. Oh, you're such let's an old man. Go to Thursday sleep night. at at <laughs> yep. Thursday night. Yeah, sorry, Thursday night at, at ten o'clock, and then get up at the ass crack of dawn the next morning and watch it before we go to celebration. Yeah. That's much more conducive. Well, I think we'll, everybody we'll may be we'll completely underestimates like how we'll exhausted do. you're gonna be after two full That's days true. of celebration. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm game to. I'm game to do whatever man yeah. i'm gonna watch this with the group which is interesting because like this will be one of the first times i've ever watched this will be the first time i've ever watched a premiere of any star wars anything with a large group of people so yeah that'll be it. wes you might have to just mm. you might just have to drive down right you might just have to drive yeah. down it doesn't seem too far it's yeah. not that far i, I man i have looked hard to see if they had those light speed or those light scooters like oh, near my, the oh, convention center <laughs> I would go everywhere on those things, but they don't. They don't. I have to rent one and then I have to keep it next to the hotel and someone's going to steal it. So I was the Uber. Uh, well, I mean, it is. You go buy a bike from Walmart and then return it, Wes. <laughs> there you go. That's the official. I hope they don't watch this episode. They're be like, ah. <laughs> it's wild to, to realize that we're here. I think that, you know, I saw, uh, you know, somewhere they were talking about timelines and it's been like over a thousand days, I think, since we got the announcement that Ewan was coming back on the stage mm -hmm. where he talked to Kathleen Kennedy. I'm Holy coming. Crap. I'm going to play Obi-Wan Kenobi again because this was pre-COVID. It was pre-everything. That was when? Two? I can't believe that's Did been that three? long. Did you say three years? No way. I mean, I, I'm Is that sure. what it was? Holy smokes. It was a thousand days ago. is, yeah, three years. Holy crap. Just about. That is... <laughs> I cannot believe. Remember, yeah. I broke. Check yourself. I remember, I broke my lamp. Do you guys remember that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, remember we talking about that? Yeah. The stage reveal was, I think, the the, the video on IGN is August twenty fourth of twenty nineteen. It's almost oh my almost God. three years ago. You're right. So it's over wow, a thousand that's days. Insane. Um, yeah. It's and still we're finally the, uh, here. Still the most powerful announcement moment since I've been like really heavily into yes. the Star Wars fandom ever. That was yep. like I've never been more excited in my life. And it's and it's and it's and it's coming. I mean, again, as you all watch this, we just spent a year or a year. We did a week, really, though, <laughs> focusing on Obi Wan Kenobi and how much we love this character. And we're just mere days away from getting all this brand new story, two full episodes, and then four more of Obi Wan and Vader and Inquisitors and Baru and Owen and Tatooine and. Blue, oh, milk. Blue milk. Blue <laughs> milk. Blue milk. You know, I'm. A, we haven't talked about this at all. I am particularly excited. There's a lot of opportunities for fun cameos in this. Oh like, yeah, yeah. There's a lot yeah. of opportunity for fun like cameos, and like yeah. I would love to get uh get some goofy alien stuff, Pandu Baba, like all kinds of crazy stuff. There's I mean, a lot of opportunity dude, there. If Bail Organa shows up in this show, you know, mm. it's if it's the time period. They've called each other previously. Yeah. He's already we'll all hooked see. up because of the Andor TV show, probably. Like, yep. I'm telling you, man, this is stuff. This is my. Out. This is my. This is like. This is my favorite era of Star Wars. Is right around Episode Four for some reason. Like, yeah. I, I, and like, I don't know why necessarily that is. I guess I'm just a sucker for origin stories. So, like, mm -hmm. you know, 
Like that's why I, wanted, I think one of the big reasons I love Rogue One so much. So anything that yeah. we get that ties into Episode Four is just man, I'm all about that. I can't wait. You could have quick quick cut scenes of every single person in the cantina scene. Just half a second walk by. Walk <laughs> yeah, by. exactly, <laughs> exactly. I know. Oh, it's and I, and I think one last thing I'm really interested in is to see how it how it deals with the Kenobi novel, which I have behind me here, and I know Legends Look Back just talked about on Thursday. One of our favorites, obviously. I wonder what parts of like the Obi-Wan that never goes into town and is a hermit they're going to keep, or is this point of Obi-Wan, is he going into the cantina more? Like we see him on transports. Obviously he's going to other planets. Like what makes him decide to really stay in that hut only? I wonder if we're going to see that transition. Mm. Um, I mean, it's all possible right now, right? It's, it's Schrodinger's it cat. Anything is possible now. Cause we haven't seen it. And by the time, I mean, five days from this recording, we're going to see the first two. I don't know when we're going to record future bounty hunts because obviously we'll be at Celebration when the first two hit. We'll get back at some point. We'll be doing shows. Bounty hunt will be when it happens. <clears throat> I think we'll be reacting as we can, obviously. But we'll get, we'll get some footage of of the, all the group of us watching it. I'm yeah. sure, like so, yeah. and react to it or something like that. So yeah, but but of course, if you are following along, make sure you are in our Utini Discord. We do have a Star Wars Obi Wan channel. Uh, people are really good about using spoiler tags the day it, it comes out. If you want people to chat with, if you want to go in there the day it releases, please again just be respectful of folks because not everyone can get up at a certain time and watch it. But it's a great place. To just freak out with all of your yeah. fellow Star Wars yeah. friends. Oh. Um, so I was just thinking about this. We talked. You were talking yeah. about Qui Gon earlier. Yes, sir. Um, we we might get something that way because Yoda has tried is teaching Obi Wan right. how to communicate with Qui Gon. Maybe Qui-Gon. we see that see him in the hut. That's what he's doing in the hut, like always. Yeah, yeah. is to trying to communicate or trying to learn how to communicate with Qui Gon. Yeah, Liam Neeson can take a can take a break from making like Taken Eight to go in his closet <laughs> know, and record insane. some ADR, right? Jeez. Like, come on, man, you got the time. I, 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 I'm gonna love it. And I think, like you said, Corey, throughout this episode, I am having no issues managing my expectations because I can't. I also can't fathom a world where I don't just love this show, and I'm so yeah. happy to have that vibe going into a week where I will be surrounded by thousands of people that are excited about yeah. the same thing mm-hmm. and then watch a show featuring an actor we all love in an era we all adore. I mean, God, what a time. What a time to be a Star yeah. Wars fan. It's it so really rote that we say it all the time, but I just cannot wait. So sad that it's going to be over, too. I can't, I'm thinking that it's going to be over already and I haven't even yep. seen it. I know. Ugh. Just how I am. Six episodes is <laughs> short, dude. That is. is so yep. short. Like, but there's like a. It might be that like perfect amount of time where there's yeah. literally zero filler. Like it's all yeah. just yeah. rich storytelling end to end. Like, he'll man, have more I'm screen excited. time in this series than he had in all the prequels so far, though. So if you think about it that way, you're more than doubling your Ewan. That's okay. crazy. Double that's your crazy. Ewan. That's that's what I want to. <laughs> I want to. I want that T-shirt. Um. Any other uh. Any other final thoughts on this, guys, before we 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 let Kenobi Week end and go into celebration and the reveal of Obi-Wan Kenobi? So um, on the concept of managing your expectations. Yes. Um, so the one thing that I want to see. Yes. Maybe not overall, but it'd be great to see. I want to maybe not. Okay. want to see here. Whatever. Um, I want to hear. Anakin's 
Hayden Christensen's voice in Vader's suit. I want him to take off the respirator and hear Hayden's voice oh, talking to Obi-Wan. Because that connects the prequels with the original trilogy. Because yeah. when I watched the original trilogy, I was like, that's Vader. I was like, I'm trying to think that that's Anakin. I'm really trying hard. And then I see him put the suit on in episode three. And was like, okay, that's Anakin. But where is that piece that connects? Yeah. It's, takes off the respirator and he's got like it's scratchy but you can take that yeah, hint like of Hayden's voice Hayden. kind of like oh, uh, Ahsoka Ahsoka looking it, into his eye like in, in Rebels yeah, yeah. in Rebels <clears throat> yeah that have, was a perfect piece that kind of wedged mm, that gap there yeah I mean god we see I mean we see in the trailer them putting on the arms like the, all the the construction mm-hmm. so we're gonna see that and uh, I think that would be exceptionally powerful, Wes. You know, of Obi Wan, you and uh, having to look him in the eyes, quite literally. Do you think there's any chance that that uh, the Emperor is in this? Oh man, <laughs> that Ian McDermott is in this. <laughs> well, you say is there's a chance? chance. Yes, I think it's small. It, it'd be I'll almost say, a cameo. I feel yeah, like if it was in only, it. But. Do they reveal it in Fortnite before the show starts? <laughs> <laughs> Keep your eye oh out. man i will say the only reason i think it is not as likely is because i think anytime the emperor comes in it robs vader of power because he's then the big bad and i think that vader okay. needs, vader's already the like, the inquisitor's already one level down so i think if we have three levels of villains in a show that's also just about obi-wan i think that is yeah. a little much in six that's maybe fair. though that's maybe fair. Yeah, maybe, maybe, a, maybe, a voice a, maybe a hologram or a yeah, yeah, voice yeah. line. Ooh, or... I could see him. You know what? There's that part in Rebels where you show the hologram of like Palpatine as like in the gold robe and he's like the good guy. I could see that like a broadcast of like oh, the, yeah. the beloved emperor like on the yeah. and Obi-Wan having to see Palpatine's propaganda. Yeah, I could that's see cool. That. Oh, yeah. Man, he tells totally Anakin good. to tell the Inquisitors. He's like, execute order 67. <laughs> and it's they're fine the Jedi 69 <laughs> nice <laughs> execute order 420 my dudes <laughs> every chat every oh, title man. is just uh, can you imagine if it's like Obi-Wan <laughs> chapter 1 order 67 chapter 2 order 68 and it's like wait a minute wait a minute <laughs> yeah it's uh okay. it's gonna wreck us it's gonna wreck us I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Um, we're here. And while we're in the, th- in the hype of this, of course, this coming out on Friday morning, Thursday in the morning of celebration is the panel of the new sh- of Andor and Ahsoka. So we will already be hyped about those because hopefully we'll get a little bit more solid information about like what those shows are going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm not hoping of any like mm-hmm. actual footage necessarily because I think I want to keep those very low. Maybe of Andor. But we'll at least be on those and we'll go right into the actual content of obi-wan and then baby we are we are in 2022 we are screaming to the end of the year crazy (laughs) this is is so much star wars happening in the next two weeks it is just unfreaking believable like yeah can't wait crazy i can't wait to share with everybody at home absolutely folks and we will be here for all your needs again stay tuned to all the shows the feeds you know what's happening it's gonna be a wild couple weeks we can't wait tell us all your thoughts about Obi-Wan Kenobi in our discord in comments of these videos where everyone on twitter all the good stuff but my friends that'll do it for Kenobi week and for this week's episode of Bounty Hunt keep your eyes out for our next hunt and we'll be diving into some episodes 
of Obi-Wan Kenobi, the series. A special thank you to OK Endar, Brian Dooley, Patrick Ortiz, Earl Q, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, and Elizabeth Cloutier, Freddie C, and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command. Go ahead and tell us all your thoughts about Obi-Wan Kenobi in our Discord community at utini.com slash discord, and follow our main show on Twitter at LivingForcePod, and all of us individually for our latest thoughts about all things Star Wars and Obi-Wan, of course. I'm at Eric Eilerson, Corey is at Corey M. Helton, Charles is at C. Hankel, and Wes is at Boss Wes. Until next time, freaking Obi-Wan show. Wow. You've been listening to the Bounty Hunt Podcast. Yeah? Good. To learn more about other Utini Patreon exclusives, visit utini.com.